Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. And if we are going to talk about leaders in bringing people and pets together, we have to be talking about the Seattle Humane Society. Joining me today is Amanda Anderson from Seattle Humane. Amanda, welcome. Thanks for coming this morning. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm glad to have you. I, I love animals. But everybody loves pets and animals. Even if they don't have one, They, you know, people love little kittens and cute puppies. I mean, Kitten videos are like the number one thing on YouTube, right? I mean, people love to watch uh, animals, and just cuddling up with a, a furry friend is always the best. So I want to talk animals and adopting them, taking care of them, and all sorts of things that Seattle Humane does. I want to make sure we cover a lot of uh, basics, though, before we get into some details. You guys, um, I don't know, how long have you been? You, Seattle, King County, you're called Seattle Humane, but you cover quite a footprint, I guess. Yeah, you know, we, we cover all of King County. And really right now within our new facility, we're working to bring animals in from not only all over Washington state, but beyond our state borders. So now that we're in the, the new building, and we have all of the space, we're really working to partner with organizations outside of the region who lack in some of the resources that we now have to help reduce pet homelessness in those areas. So you may find uh, people that need to find pets a home, not just in the local area, but you will bring them in and get them adopted out here from lots of places. Sounds like statewide and outside the state. Yeah, There's that's t- right. Um, if you remember, of course, the hurricanes uh, earlier this or last summer, we got so many dogs and cats in oh. after Hurricane Harvey and Irma and also after the storms that hit Puerto Rico. So um, it was kind of funny timing because we had just moved into the new facility in August and shortly after we moved in uh, the storms hit and we had all of these organizations that were reaching out to us asking if we could lend a hand and take in some dogs and cats that were um, pushed out of the shelters there. So but you are a private nonprofit. you're not run by the county are you? You're not a government agency? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we're an independent nonprofit, completely donor funded. We're not affiliated with any other organization. Yeah. So you're not a taxpayer funded part of the government. That's what people, I want to make sure we talk about that. You're a nonprofit and you work independently. Yeah. You know, that's so true. A lot of people, um, you know, hear the term humane society and they think that we're a part of a, a society, but that's actually why we dropped society yeah. from our name to distinguish ourselves as an independent group. Yeah. So really Seattle humane is, is how you go by. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you're not like, like I said, you're not uh, a city or county. Um, so you've already mentioned a couple times this new facility. So a couple of years ago, um, you guys started a big campaign to raise some funds and raise some money to change and rebuild your building. It's in the same location in the uh, east uh, side. And go ahead and describe it because this was a big deal for a long time coming. And now it's all finally, was it late last summer or early this year? I can't remember now. The Yeah. So the fundraising campaign and just overall planning was well over a decade. We broke ground for construction two years ago and we finally moved into the new facility uh, in December. We had our big grand opening celebration. So it was years and years and years in the making. 
If you had visited the old shelter in Factoria, you know that just a nudge of the shoulder and it was ready to fall over. So we're so excited. <laughs> a nudge of the shoulder. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, it was getting there, you know. Well, it, I guess we, we didn't see the back rooms of public, huh? Right. Oh. Yeah. You know, it had been open, um, you know, since the 60s. So it was a very aging facility. And we're so grateful for the overwhelming support of our community and donors who helped to make this dream come true. And now we're in this beautiful 58,000 square foot building. And our goal is to, within the first few years of operation, serve 10,000 animals annually. Wow, no kidding. So let's talk, it is a bigger for you, right? Nicer, and that's always, you know, nice to have a, a clean and nice and new facility. But how many animals are in there? And this is where people actually physically come and can look at for an animal to adopt, right? That's right. So, so there must be rooms and rooms or hallways, and I don't know if you can describe it for radio, but uh, oh do my your gosh. best <laughs> Sure. So, you know, 58,000 square feet, that sounds big, right? It is. You know, our hallways go on for a very long time. Um, our adoption lobbies are very spacious. Um, you know, we, we hold about 10% more animals than we did in the smaller facility, but the biggest change is that the animals have a larger, more comfortable space. So they're able to really settle in and calm down when they come to Seattle Humane so they're not feeling overwhelmed by being overcrowded, which makes for a better showing when they're meeting um, potential adopters sure, because sure. they're more relaxed. So it's a great, very spacious facility. It has so much natural light, which is wonderful for both the animals and the staff that are uh, working there together. And how, how about the staff? How many people care for these animals every day and all day and overnight? I mean, it must be a, a full-time job uh, taking care of. It must be, take a lot of people. Yeah, you know, we were operating with around 80 staff members in the old facility, but we've we've definitely have been hiring uh, more hands to help, especially in our uh, new veterinary hospital. We have a wonderful partnership with Washington State University. Um, their College of Veterinary Medicine, they send their students over on two-week rotations uh, to assist with spays and neuters and vaccinations and to really get that hands-on practice that they wouldn't otherwise have uh, during their schooling. So it's a wonderful partnership. We're able to serve so many more animals with their help. Yeah, Washington State University does have a pretty good reputation for their animal care, right? I mean, the Veterinary, what is what is especially called veterinary? The, the uh, College medicine. of Veterinary Medicine. That's it, College of Veterinary Medicine. I knew I'd get it out somewhere. Um, yeah, so people can come over and see this facility, and like you said, on-site medical facility as well now. That's that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's, it's a really, truly state-of-the-art hospital. We have our own x-ray machine, which is so wonderful because, you know, sometimes we get animals in that are strays and they have broken bones and they need that immediate care. And before we were having to send them out uh, for lab work, but now we can do it all in-house. So it, it saves the organization money and it also just makes the processing so much faster for the pets to get them healed up and ready to be placed on the floor for adoption. Yeah, so you are, uh, a couple things I, I caught uh, as I'm preparing for this, your, your mission statement says a lot that, you know, you promote human-animal bond by saving and serving the pets in need regardless of age, ability, circumstance, or geography. So if a pet comes in, an animal comes in that needs medical attention, you give it to them and get them adopted out that's so nice that you <laughs> say we are an open care, uh, you know, an open door shelter with no time limits also, right? You, you keep pets there as long as it takes to get them adopted, a, what you call a no-kill facility. I mean, that, that I guess, surprises some people that there was such a thing, but animals used to be euthanized at 
in the plenty of places they still yeah. do, I guess, yeah, after a you certain know, time limit or something. And it's still uh, it's still an issue in a lot of organizations, particularly in California, that have just so many animals. You know, breeding is still an issue that people aren't aware of, and pet homelessness is just an overwhelming issue. So that's why we extend our efforts. We offer our partner organizations, um, you know, an extra helping hand if they are, you know, overwhelmed with their population of pets. If we have the extra space, we, we love to reach out and help in any way that we can. And the other cool thing, we're talking with uh, Amanda Anderson of Seattle Humane. Uh, another nice thing you do if, to get that animal ready for adoption is maybe training for the potential owner, right? I mean, it's a nice facility. You have, like you said, a, you call it a lobby, a get to know the animal kind of uh, lobby. And if a, a owner is saying, you know, I'm just not ready yet, it's really the owner needs some training sometimes, not the animal, but you got to work them together, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I love that you said that because our dog training classes are so important, not only to start our dogs off on the right paw with their family members, but it's a great way for us to bond with our pets, to learn about each other. Absolutely. And to learn about their behaviors, what could be improved upon, and, you know, as people, you know, we're, we're not dog experts by any means, right? Most of us aren't. So it's it's a really great opportunity to just learn a lot about animal behavior and to make your canine the best citizen out in the community. So you can do fun things like go to dog parks, have family gatherings without any issues. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, training for the the animal you're about to pick up that's offered there. Okay, so I, I like uh, everything we've talked about so far. And, you know, it's a big facility, and we talked about the 10,000 animals you want to take care of each year. Um, that must be a lot of dog chow and cat chow that goes through. This must cost a lot of money to run. You can, I know a lot of volunteers. It's it's not just that this can be done with paid staff and through the adoption fees. So you guys have an annual fundraiser that is really fun. If people have sort of caught it, they sometimes catch it afterwards because it makes the news. It's so cool. Uh, it's a big night out with a black tie. It's called Tuxes and Tails, right? Yes, yeah, that's our it's, it's our... cool. It's a fun uh, opportunity. People can get dressed up and, you know, really go out on the town for a good cause. Tell us about, uh, this is coming up pretty soon in May, right? Yeah, exactly. Texas and Tails is our biggest fundraiser of the year. And as you mentioned, Gary, it's such a fun night of fundraising on behalf of Pets in Need. Everybody gets dressed to the nines. They come, they have some cocktails, bid on silent auctions before, or silent um, items before they sit down for a lovely three-course dinner and learn about Seattle Humane, our mission for the year, and meet some of our adoptable pets that we have available that evening. And uh, one of the cool things is a, uh, like a runway, <laughs> uh, right? What, I don't know what you call it. Kind of like a model walks down a runway, but this is local people with maybe sometimes celebrities with their animal, their dog or their cat, right? On the leash, walking them up and down the, the runway. That's right. Yeah. So we have our local celebrities come and join, uh, pair up with adoptable pets and help them get adopted that evening. Last year, we had Michael Bennett of the Seattle oh, wow. Seahawks come and help uh, raise some money for pets in need. So we have some, some high profile names there and it's just such a fun evening to all join together get glammed up and help out our pets in the community and is there still time like this is in may is there still time for like people listening to say you know i want to contribute something to that if they're a business owner or have a, a getaway cabin weekend they offer or something like that can they 
contribute to this? Yes, absolutely. We are accepting uh, donations and items for Tuxes and Tails. So if you're interested in doing that, you can um, find our contact information for our events uh, committee and department online at seattlehumane.org. Certainly reach out. Um, Every little bit helps uh, to bring that evening together. And people can buy tickets for this already, right? They can find out more than we'll be able to talk about today. It's got its own website, tuxesandtails.org, right? Spelled out. That's right, and tickets go on sale March 1st, so we're, we're gearing up. Oh, here up. we are. Here we They've are. They've just come on sale, tuxesandtails.org. Right. Tickets right. are on sale. Um, May 12th, did we say it's at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue? Maidenbauer Center in, or yes, Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. That's a f- nice place to go for the evening. Boy, this is cool, people getting their evening gowns and their tuxedos, right, and have a fancy dinner, bid on some cool items. This is one of those neat deals, isn't it? That's a really great event. Um, any, any idea how much money that it takes to run the Seattle Humane? I mean, you need to raise a lot of money at this kind of event. Yeah. What kind you know, of budget do you guys have? I don't know if you know that, being in marketing or public relations. <laughs> well, it's Texas and Tails is so important because it, it during that um, evening, we raised majority of our funding for the entire year. Um, I believe last year we raised over $2 million. So it's 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 just an incredible night of fundraising. It's really cool to be in that room and to be among all of um, the members of our community who care so much about our cause and join together and to to make uh, make that night come together. That's cool. Um, we are talking today with Amanda Anderson from Seattle Humane. Seattle Humane strives to ensure that animal companionship is accessible to all uh, online, seattlehumane.org. Just spell it out like that, seattlehumane.org. That lets you know it's a nonprofit. These are not part of the government. I don't know if some people think you're the dog catcher or something, but uh, you're not that at all, are you? (laughs) No, we're not (laughs) affiliated with regional um, services uh, for animals of King County. Um, We're, uh, as you mentioned, an independent nonprofit. So our primary focus is taking animals in and helping them find uh, their new families. Well, let's talk about that, what you do most, animal adoption. Um, How easy is it for people listening to adopt a pet? I mean, they can go online and actually kind of preview what animals are on site, right? Yeah, we have all of our animals available for adoption on our website. Um, Certainly, it can take some time for us to get their profiles up online. So really the best way to view our current selection of pets available is to visit us in Bellevue. Then you can, you know, get a first glance at who's available and meet with our wonderful, helpful volunteers who can um, bring you out to our doggy play yards to meet and play with uh, potential candidates that you're looking at. And also, if you're looking for a cat, to go into our family rooms where we have multiple cats roaming around, lounging by, in the sun by the windows. And it's just like a really, really nice opportunity for people to hang out with our animals in their own environment. And is there... There must be a few steps to go through. You fill out some forms. You go through, I don't know, background checks. Do you need to see that, hey, we need to see that you have a place. Actually, this is a big dog. Do you have a big home? You can't live in a little t- tiny house. What's Is that what they call them now? The little <laughs> micro homes. You know, if you get trying to pick up a Great Dane or a Pit Bull, you say, you better have room for them. Do we have to, as a customer, to go in, fill out and talk with a person? Kind of like an interview, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, you know, that's such a great point because sometimes we have in our minds like, oh, we think Jack Russell Terriers are such cute dogs, uh-huh. but they're they extremely are. active. And you might think, oh, I have an apartment. They would be a great fit because they're super tiny. Yep. But in actuality, they require a lot. Our adoption advisors are experts at sitting down with you, chatting with you about your living circumstances, uh, your lifestyle, what type of animal that you're interested in, and then helping you find a pet that would best suit your situation. Adoption advisor, I like that. Now, we adopted an animal several years ago, and my elderly mother lives in our house, so we couldn't get <laughs> a rambunctious dog. So we had to take that into account. Those are the kind of questions you got to stop and think about, right? You can't just get the first one. I mean, this happens to everybody. Oh, he's so cute. I want that one got to take a few steps, right? Sure. You know, it's really easy to get fixated on just the idea of wanting a young puppy or a young kitten. But, you know, it really is important to remember how much time and energy and effort it takes into raising a canine good citizen, right? Or a a really friendly cat. Uh, You want to make sure that you have all of that time and the resources available to take on all the responsibilities for a young pet. But if you're somebody who's on the go and doesn't want to commit that much time, uh, we have so many wonderful senior animals who are more laid back. They're settled into their personalities. You have an idea of what you're getting when you meet them because you know, they're maybe five, six, seven years old and they know who they are and they're going to show their true colors right out of the gate. So that can be a really good option. That, I think that's a great idea that people don't think about. The senior animal is settled. It is You know its personality and having this time with an uh, adoption advisor, I love that phrase too, uh, and you can figure out what this animal is like and what your needs are and what your lifestyle is like. Great idea. I mean, having kids in the home must be a big part of that and also... Can you sit down and figure out, well, what's it going to cost to own this animal for a long time? Is, is that part of the what goes into a decision? It ought to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we always ask people, well, you know, how much are you planning on, how much funding are you planning on allocating towards this pet? You know, if it's a new pet, or I'm sorry, a young pet, then that's going to require more expenses right out of the gate. If you're adopting an animal that has some um, history of medical issues, that's something that you're also going to need to, to take into consideration. So we make sure that our adop- potential adopters are aware of all the expenses that they're going to be taking on so they don't adopt a pet, feel overwhelmed by that financial burden, and then inevitably bring the animal back to us. So it's important to vet that process. And how about, uh, let me ask a couple other things people maybe think about, but (laughs) the animal spayed or neutered when you adopt, um, wormed, rabies shot, all those kind of things that before you even take it home the first time, is, is it completely ready and (laughs) to go to my house the first day. That's exactly right. So all of our animals are spayed, neutered, vaccinated, and microchipped. Microchipped. That's right. We also send you home with a certificate of examination with your local VCA animal hospital. And what what does that mean so that... I can so, go to find a veterinary uh, doctor somewhere in my neighborhood and you, I'll have a certificate that says this is what my dog has already got going on? So VCA, it's a chain of uh, veterinary animal hospitals and you get a free examination with them and they have branches locations all over King County. Oh, excellent. And tell me what that microchip thing means again. So microchipping is a, an identification for your pet. It has their name and their ID number associated with Seattle Humane. So if your pet were to go missing... You can bring it to your local vet. They can scan the microchip and automatically they'll see, oh, this pet uh, came from Seattle Humane. And then the adopter's information is associated with that ID so they can be returned to you. So when runaway pets 
have this chip in them, they can, how do they, a wand? What, what is it? Exactly. It's kind of like a wand. It scans over the little microchip and then it uh, shows that identification there. So it's there. like under their skin, right? That's exactly right. Delivered at the back of their neck. In a, in a shot? Like, is that how it's delivered? Exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm catching up on the 21st century technology, Amanda. Don't don't think I'm that old. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about some of the other programs you have there at Seattle Humane before we forget and run out of time. Um, I don't know, volunteer opportunities, teenagers to, to learn about animals, uh, things like that. What do you, you must have several you want to talk about. We won't have time to talk about them all. Sure. So whether you're interested in making toys for our pets coming in and playing with them, taking our dogs on jogs or walks, socializing with our cats, we have a position for everybody, um, even entering data for, <laughs> so for our administrative staff or marketing, taking photos. We, there's so many volunteer opportunities. So we encourage people People to visit us online at seattlehumane.org in our volunteer section to find out when our next orientation dates are and uh, visit us and learn more about the different opportunities that we have. So you must be 18 years or older to volunteer with Seattle Humane, but for teens who are passionate about animal welfare, we have a wonderful program called the Humane Teen Club. Um, and it's so great for kids who are in that teenage that are looking to volunteer but are not quite of age yet. Um, they can focus on um, fundraising in their community, raising food donations for our pets, just learning more about animal welfare and really becoming an ambassador for treating pets humanely and teaching their peers about that. And there's something else I know about um foster like can you be a foster parent for a pet that needs to maybe it's gone through a little surgery or maybe it, it isn't being adopted real real quickly uh or maybe you're out of room all of a sudden i don't know if the new facility is out of room yet but uh people are needed to take care of some animals outside of the facility itself is that right yeah, that's, it's really great. Our foster program is wonderful. It helps us say, hey, our walls are truly boundless. That's why we can take in animals regardless uh -huh. of their circumstance. Because so if you get a rush all of a sudden, like after a tragedy, a hurricane, an earthquake, um, and a lot of pets have run away, people can't find them, and you yes. end up with them, but you don't have that much room for a while, you need uh. to, so they're a foster animal parents around the area. Yeah, you know, it really allows us to say, hey, our walls are so much more expansive than just here in Bellevue because we have the helping hands of so many families who are willing to jump in and help us rehabilitate um, animals that have medical needs or also animals that maybe are a little bit more shy and they need some assistance with training and behavior. Our foster volunteers can help work on those things in the home and then they can provide us valuable information so that we can understand more about this pet to best place them in a home that's more suitable for them. And Amanda, gosh, I want to thank you so much for coming in. We do have a couple more minutes, so I want to make sure I get to something else. I don't know if we talked about the price of adoption, but I know coming up soon, as March Meowness is, is coming, you guys are going to, are you going to waive the adoption fee for cats? That's right. So for the weekend of March 9th through the 11th, we're waiving the adoption fees for all of our cats one year and older. So it's March Meowness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're cashing in on that. March Meowness, March 9th, 10th, and 11th, a cat that's not a kitten. So over a year old, 
You're waving the fee. Waving the fee. That's right. So as I mentioned before, it's it's really amazing because all of our pets are spayed, neutered, spayed and neutered, vaccinated and microchipped, and you get that free certificate of a um, of a veterinary exam with your VCA. So there's so much included in that adoption package, and we have a Mud Bay Mudlet store on campus at Seattle Humane where you can get all of your pet essentials there when you come in to adopt. So it's kind of like a one stop shop. Uh, so if I'm not quite prepared, I th- oh you know what. I will need. I'll need this, and it's it's even on site. Oh, That's I right. need a, a a water dish. I thought I had. Well, just gonna use my Tupperware at home. This is a great idea. It's right here. A toy. A, Five toys. Yeah, they have all of the pet essentials available. And the best part about the Mudlet store at Seattle Humane is that 100% of the proceeds go right back to Seattle Humane. Oh, that's an awesome idea. Um, yeah, so how about let's talk about when you're open, people. So uh, I want to get over there, but I work all day. You guys have hours into the evening? Sure. So we open every day at 11, Monday through Wednesday. We're open until 6 p.m. And then Thursday through Sunday, we are open till 8 p.m. And in Factoria, not far. Matter of fact, people who drive on I-90 can see the facility, right, as they go in and out of uh, uh, Seattle or approach the, the bridge or 405, right? That's right. You can see our beautiful new building and glowing red, red sign right as you're driving by. Yeah. Um, Seattle Humane. Um, it's online, seattlehumane.org. Let me give a phone number out, folks, so get your pencil ready to write down 425 425- Six four one zero zero eight zero. Did I get that right? That's right. Four two five six four one zero zero eight zero. That's general questions answered. Whether it's medical, adopting, uh, hours, or who's working when, etc. Right. That's right. You can find all that there. Okay, so I want to make sure we talk about then the upcoming tuxes and tails again. So if people while while they have their pencil in hand. Go give us the details on that again coming up soon, right? Tuxes and Tails is May 12th. It's a Saturday before Mother's Day at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. Doors open at 5 p.m. It's going to be an amazing, extravagant night of fundraising on behalf of pets and needs in our community. Uh, We have wonderful auction items to bid on, a great um, three-course dinner, kitten cuddle booth, and adoptable (laughs) pets that will be roaming around. (laughs) <laughs> the kitten cuddle booth. Oh, that yep. sounds fun. Are photos taken a lot here at a place thing like this? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so fun to see all the ladies in their long gowns rolling around on the ground with the kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and are you able at this time to give us any previews of what maybe nice items are up for bid? Or is it too early now? It's only March, but this will be in May. We're still gathering, but we have lots of exciting vacation packages, wine poles, um, of course, great opportunities from a lot of our local vendors and so much more. Wow, that sounds fun. So that's a, that is a, besides supporting Seattle Humane, it's a real fun opportunity to dress up, enjoy, like you said, a three-course meal at the live auction, the runway show. With Any idea, local celebrities, or who's going to be walking down your aisle yet? Or are you still We're lining those folks up, Still too? compiling our okay. special surprise list. Good. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's online, and people can buy tickets uh, right now, right? Tuxesandtails.org. We are into March, and that is coming up in May. Um, gosh, Amanda, I want to thank you so much for coming in. Anything else we've left out? There's probably one or two items that we want to gear toward people. Um, oh, I, we barely scratched uh, that you wanted to uh, be a no-kill uh, uh, state, right? You want to try and advocate the rest of Washington State into that, right? Sure. So now that we're in our new facility, uh, we're really working towards a legislation to make 
Washington state a no-kill state. And we're able to be a leader in that thought by offering support to our partner organizations, by taking in some of their pets if they're not able to care for them. So we're helping to reduce pet pet overpopulation in that sense by helping out our partner shelters and getting everybody on the same page in reducing euthanasia rates. Wow. So if if people are listening and that is their passion, then this is another reason they should support um, Seattle Humane and get to that website and say, how can I help? How can I support? How can I advocate? Or how can I support financially or volunteer or anything? Right. That's such an important thing going on for a lot of people. I thank you for, for sharing that. I wish I would have thought of that right up front, but now we're completely out of time, Amanda. I'm sorry about that. Uh, gosh, we have run out of time. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Amanda Anderson from Seattle Humane. They've been in the business of taking care of animals for, I think it's more than 100, is it 115 years or something? 115 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for coming in today. And thanks for what Seattle Humane is doing for pets and their owners here in King County and all of the state. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.